Good afternoon. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of In Hot Pursuit. We are continuing our series entitled Encounters with God. And this is part two of the series, and I entitled today's episode, God Will Restore You. And I know uh, sometimes in life we may feel like there is no coming back from this. I don't know if you ever kind of allowed those words to type to kind of ring in your mind that situations and circumstances um, come in our life and we encounter different situations. And I always call it character building situations because I always believe that God wants to get the glory out of every situation and circumstance that we face in life. And if we will commit those lessons over to him, if we will, you know, take time and reflect and take ownership of the situation and and the part that we played in the situation, I believe that God can still use what we consider a failure for his glory. And so I just wanted to come on here for a moment and encourage you that God will restore you. That failure is not fatal. Failure is not final. And failure doesn't mean that you can't recover because I believe that God wants to restore us. And I actually like the verse in first John chapter one, verse nine, it says that if we We'll confess our faults, right? If we confess our faults, if we confess our failures, if we confess where we've missed it, if we confess our part and we take ownership in the part we play in not adhering to what God has called us to do or how he's called us to live or how he's called us to conduct ourselves or behave ourselves. God will restore us. Not only that, it says if you confess your faults, that God is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and, and restore you to right standing, right? He puts us back in the right place. And that's why I love this word restore, because the word restore means to bring back, to return, to recover, put back in order, to adjust back together, that God has the ability He's so awesome. He's so amazing. He has the ability to put us back together, even when we made a mess of things. And so, but we live in this culture now where we don't even want to admit that we've missed the mark. We don't want to admit that we didn't follow God's leadership. We don't want to admit that we failed or that we made a mistake or that we did something that opposed the standard that God has called us to live by. And that's a dangerous place because where there's no confession, there can be no restoration. You want to write that down where is, where there's no confession, there can be no restoration. And so the Bible constantly tells us that we have to constantly crucify our flesh. We constantly have to die to ourselves. The Bible tells us that we should be putting to death the flesh daily. I mean, and so I don't think God would tell us these things if he knew, if he didn't know that there are moments in our walk with God that we were going to miss it. 
And there's another scripture that says that now that we have grace, we're not supposed to abuse the grace that we have just because we are saved by grace. And that means we're not saved by any works uh, of our own. Doesn't mean that we should take grace for granted. We should understand that grace is the restorative power of God that puts us back in right standing. And it's God's mercy and his compassion that restores us, that saves us, that sanctifies us, right? And so it's so important that we understand that that it's God that restores us. But in order for God to restore us, we have to have some accountability and ownership of where we fell short, okay? Hopefully that makes sense because it's similar to teaching your child and trying to get them to understand where they missed it so that they can thrive and that they can learn the lesson and begin to grow from a place of immaturity to a place of maturity, right? And so that's the same thing I believe that God does. It's a lot of character building as we walk with God. And as we walk with God, it's important that we take ownership of some things that we did or did not do. And so I'm going to give you two stories today that hopefully will help you and and how I encountered God and how God helped to restore me even after failure. Okay. So my story, the first story I want to share with you is years ago, I worked um, for a mortgage company and I was a temp, right? I was a temp. So I wasn't even hired on full time. Um, it's almost like becoming or being a leased employee, but I worked for this company and I was just getting promoted and being recognized for my work ethic on the job. And soon as I began to start growing and my work start getting noticed, the quality of my work start getting noticed, they start giving me more responsibility. And I ran into a coworker and me and the coworker we were constantly like oil and water. So it just was not a good fit. I mean, we would constantly be at odds with one another. And I was in my early 20s. And so, you know, I'm fiery at this particular point. And I remember going to a manager of mine and saying, hey, I need you to talk to so-and-so because, you know, I don't want to say or do something that is going to get me in trouble. Lo and behold, even after that conversation with the manager asking, you know, for help and assistance to get this person, you know, to stop making, you know, comments to me that were kind of offensive or provoking me. I was letting them provoke me to anger. And man, we got into this last altercation and they let me go. And I had just started to, you know, become noticed. I was getting noticed for the quality of my work. That was a potential, it could have been a potential full-time job, but because I got into the altercation and because I allowed anger to get the best of me, I allowed the person to upset me to a point where I kind of snapped and said some things that the job thought was against a whole group of people or targeting a whole group of people. And I called this coworker a name because we had got into some altercation um, and I lost my job. Here I am living on my own, 
I just lost my job. And I really wanted to just point my finger and blame the person because it was them. It was their fault. Right. But God ultimately, as I began to pray and God began to deal with me and he said, no, you have to take ownership for the part that you played in the situation and the outcome turning out this way. You have to take ownership so that you can move forward. And so that's what I want to remind you that sometimes it's hard for us to take ownership because it's easier for us to blame, right? It's easier for us to point the finger and identify what other people have done, but it's harder for us to look at the man in the mirror and take ownership of what we've done and how it didn't display the Christian character that God was calling us to. And so I had to begin to take ownership. Matter of fact, I had to begin to ask God to forgive me for allowing anger to cause me to act out of character. I hope this is helping somebody. I had to ask God for forgiveness because anger caused me to, I allowed the anger, I allowed hostility, I allowed it to get the best of me and it created and caused a a consequence. So for every, um, every behavior, there's an effect and there's a reaction, right? And so here's the thing, we got to take ownership. I had to take ownership for that because I really wanted to stay in a place of pity, right? I wanted a pity party and I wanted, but that wasn't going to change my situation. I had to begin to look at the situation different and, and begin to really own my part so I could move forward. And when I began to own my part and I was like, Lord, I'm sorry because I allow anger to, he says, get angry, but sin not. And I did. I kind of allow anger to get me out of character and not to present a Christian character. So it caused me to miss the mark right? Because the word sin means to miss the mark, right? The mark is I want to represent Christ in every situation that I'm in. The mark is I want to represent Christ in every conversation and interaction I have. And sometimes the truth is we haven't always done that. And when we don't do that, I don't want you to feel condemnation, but sometimes conviction comes on us, but conviction is just to help us course correct. Conviction is just to help us recognize the character flaw and that that's still an area that God needs to help you with and that you need to submit and surrender over to God. I hope this is helping somebody because I feel like teaching. (laughs) I feel like, you know, sharing. And in that incident, I remember I was crying and praying and the Lord said, get up because I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And he said, get up. Wipe your face, put on your best outfit, put your makeup on, fix your hair and go and knock on some other doors. In other words, go and exercise your faith and believe me to open up another door for you. And so I repented. I washed my face. I put my makeup on. I put my best clothes on. I fixed my hair and I went out putting applications and resumes in, believing that God would turn my situation around because my situation had become bad because I lost my job and I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And I was living on my own for the very first time. But God was saying here, not only is a way out, but there is a way I will restore you if you would just continue to exercise your faith and not sit in a place of wallowing, right? Feeling sorry for yourself.
The enemy wants you to feel sorry for yourself so that you don't exercise your faith and that you sit in a place of, of sorrow and miss your opportunities and miss what God wants to do in the midst of your failure. So I hope somebody listening to me and um, really taking some notes because I believe that this will help somebody understand that God will restore you and that what you're in is not failure is not final. And that understanding, even if you're in a hard place, there's a way back. <laughs> if you if you wouldn't, you know, start doubting and allowing disbelief to have room and you would still decide that even in the midst of what I'm facing, I'm going to exercise my faith. Even in the midst of what I'm facing or what I'm going through, I'm going to trust God. Even in the midst of what I'm facing, I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to repent and I'm going to confess what what my part in it was so I can move forward and see what God wants to do and how he wants to move even in this situation that I made a mess in. And God is so good and he's so faithful that he will restore us <laughs> even after we got ourselves in a mess. I hope somebody is listening today. I hope somebody is listening today. <laughs> so let me give you the next uh, example. Me and my husband had gotten ourselves into a financial, a place of financial hardship. And it became really, really serious when the mortgage company wanted to take our home and wanted us to, you know, file bankruptcy or to do a short sale. I mean, these are the options that we were looking at and we had to take ownership. We could blame society. We could blame that we're not making a much. We had to look at our mismanagement of what God had entrusted to us. We had to really take a deep look. And when I tell you this is hard, it's hard to really look at yourself in the mirror and be and allow yourself to be stripped down naked. <laughs> but I believe that some that that is a lot of times when God is saying, if you can be raw with me, if you can be naked with me, if you can be vulnerable with me. Right. And you can allow me to do some work on you in that place of vulnerability, man, I'll refine your, your character and I'll restore you. I'll restore you. I'll bring you back from what you think you can't come back from. God will bring you back from what you think you can't bounce back from. My goodness. He is a God of restoration, man. He's the master of bounce back, (laughs) man. And when I tell you, when I begin to search the scriptures for answers in that hard situation, and I cannot express to you enough that this is not the time for you to shut God out. This is a time for you to invite God in. This is a time for you to pour out your heart to God. It's a time for you to say, Father, I messed up. Father, I missed it. Father, I need you. I don't know a way out of this thing. I don't know. I don't even know if there's a way to bring us back from this thing. I don't even know if you can restore us, but will you forgive us in the midst of it and show us a way? Give us your wisdom. We need it. 
And when I begin to pray, and I remember one scripture in Proverbs, it says, you know, I desire a good name more than silver and gold. I desire a good name. And I begin to pray and say, God, I don't want this on our name. Forgive us for not stewarding well, but I don't want foreclosure on our name. I don't want bankruptcy on our name. I don't want short sale on our name. And we were doing everything we could. You know, we did it. We, we requested a, 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 a house modification that they would put the what we were in arrears on the back end of the loan. They refused. I mean, we, we went to counseling for housing. We sat with a house counselor to see what we could do in our budget. If we could see if we could catch up. I mean, we just could not catch up. We had gotten so far behind. It just seemed like there was no way that we could bounce back from what we had gotten into. But when I tell you that God is the master of the bounce back, he is the master of of restoration and reconciliation. And man, he is just, but we, 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 we kept seeking him for direction. We kept seeking him for an answer. We kept seeking him for a way. One morning God spoke to me and he said, sell the house. And I went to my husband and I said, I, I was in prayer. And I said, this morning when I got up, I heard God just as clear say, sell the house. We didn't know, guys, that we were in a seller's market. That means that, that, that homes were going fast and that people were looking for homes in a high capacity and people were looking for homes and homes were just selling right off the market like hotcakes, right? We didn't know that, but we end up being in a seller's market and God showed us a way out. He told us to sell it. And when he told us that, then... We did the work of locating a realtor and then we had to go and do the work of fixing things in the house that were in need of repair. I hope somebody hearing me because when God restores you, he, the first thing he does is fix those areas in your life that are in need of repair. And so he, so that's the same thing. We were repairing the home. He was repairing us while we were, while we were fixing the drywall, God was repairing us while we were refinishing the deck. God was repairing us. And when I tell you that God is a God of restoration, that God is the God of bounce back, right? We sold this house, but it wasn't easy. Y'all it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. We sold the house. And um, we walked away with $33,000 in profit from the sale of our house. No foreclosure, no bankruptcy, and no short sale. I'm saying this because God is no respecter of person. We weren't special cases, y'all. We just invited God into our hard situation and we asked for his wisdom. We asked for his direction. We repented and we confessed that we had missed it. We didn't act like we were entitled. We didn't act like we were owed. Matter of fact, it was a humbling experience. And even if you find yourself, you feel like you're in a humbling experience. I don't know what you're dealing with. I want you to know that God will restore you, that God will bring you back 
that God will bring you back to a place of right standing, that God will restore those things that you've lost. He'll make it even better than before. I mean, it's not really about the things. A lot of times what he makes better is he makes better you. <laughs> he makes better you in a situation. And so, guys, I'm so I get so excited about the word because I wanted to share this series because I felt like it's so important to share our stories about these God encounters, these God moments real life moments that we face, real life situations where we've needed God's intervention and how God has shown up on our behalf. So y'all got to stay tuned because it's just going to get good and good and good. (laughs) It's getting ready to get even better around here with these episodes. Next episode, I have a, a guest that is coming on and you don't want to miss episode three. And I hope that you guys are getting something out of each one of these um, parts that we're doing, right? Each one of these episodes in this Encounter with God series, because our God is alive and he's a tangible God and he wants to walk with us through every situation in life and we don't always get it right sometimes we do get it right I got some more great episodes coming up I'm so excited about this series I told you I've been sitting on it for a while but I wanted just to stop by and remind you guys that God will restore you okay and let me leave you with this you want to write this down When you own your part in the downfall, God stands ready to lift you up and restore you. All right, guys, that's my time today. I hope you've been blessed. Again, this is your host, Debbie Harris, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. Be blessed.